Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Lucas. Hey, we're back again. Uh, we're going to talk about a very, very important issue. It's the biggest one of all. I mean, there is not an issue bigger than this. Are you ready? Buckle in. We're talking about control of the thermostat, guys. This is a hot topic on those online forums. People are like, should you let them control it to 58 degrees? or Should, should you I get put, a nest? Yeah, should you put a limit on it? Uh, smart thermostat, non-smart. Should box. I put a lockbox on it? You know, people get really angry about this stuff in the comment threads. It's like, whoa, chill. We're just talking about yeah. a thermostat. But honestly, uh, and I, I was totally kidding. This is not, in my opinion, the, the most important topic of Airbnb. But my God, the way people get excited about it as host versus guest and guest versus host. And, um, you know, what, what should I review this person? They left my thermostat at, at uh, you know... 55 degrees and they ran the ac so darn cold it froze the unit up and blah blah blah. okay again i said in one of my other episodes one of our other episodes recently i made a comment i didn't realize how dumb people were until i became an airbnb host and that's yeah, the truth there are some dumb people out there that yeah. don't understand just, i don't want to i don't want to forget this but you just said freezing up an ac yeah so it's like i had this guy staying in one of our units and uh He's checking out the next morning, but he calls me at like 8 p.m. and he goes, uh, "Lucas, the AC, uh, you know, shut off, and uh, you know, the copper piping is pretty frozen up here." I'm like, "Oh, it sounds like you you froze it up." Uh, well, you know, what's the AC setting at? And he goes, "Well, we have it at 61," and I'm Jeez. like, oh, "It's like 90 outside, yeah, and and it's still nighttime, so it's coming down to like the 85, 88s." And so I was like, "I call Farron. Farron's like, if it's as frozen as you think it is, he goes, it's going to take me uh, two hours to get that thing thought out." So uh, they they said no we're not we're not gonna come out uh, you know it's not worth it so I, I have him just take off the panel um, I you know it's got little screws they take it off and sure enough this thing is just the biggest block you've ever seen I, I sent the picture to my my AC guy the the Farron rep and uh, he goes that is not gonna thaw for ten hours yeah <laughs> could you take maybe a like a plumbing torch to it. He said they had. He said they had a heat pump, and he said even if I sat there for the next two hours, it still wouldn't be thought oh out goodness. with the heat pump. So before I forget, uh, most of you recall I'm I'm a general contractor. So I, in my in my day job, I do remodeling, which means I interact with people that are in the different mechanical trades. Okay, plumbers, HVAC people, electricians, etc. My HVAC guys have told me flat out the number is 18. Remember that number, 18 degrees. From the current temp outside is what you can expect your AC unit to run properly at. So if it's 90 degrees outside, 72 inside. I know that sounds shocking. I was a little taken aback by myself because when it's 100, that means that I really realistically should only really expect my AC unit to, to work down to 82. Now, it, as much as that sounds crazy... Um, remember, we're talking about AC units, not swamp coolers. We're not talking about um, dehumidifying type units uh, that go under different terminology. We're talking about air conditioners that have to uh, run refrigerant um, in, in mass quantity to get you to come down to those temperatures. So if it's if it's legitimately 95 degrees out and you're asking your AC unit to bring the house down to 66, 
expect a problem. Okay, so this is why it's a heated topic. This is why people on the, the Facebook groups that, that discuss it and want opinions and share stories get so angry one way or the other. You know, if I'm a guest, I should be allowed to do whatever I want. And if I'm the host, I should be allowed to lock it. <laughs> you know, that's how it goes. That's the argument. Yeah. That's as simple as it gets. Boom, boom, you know, punch for bunch, blow for blow. And people get just absolutely nasty over this topic. Okay, so um, personal experience. Um, one of my properties... Uh, where there is multiple rooms for rent for different people, um, I can't allow one person's opinion, feeling, or temperature problem with themselves dictate for the rest of the house what's going to happen. I literally have a lockbox over the thermostat. No one's allowed to touch it. Um, there are basically three settings um, in my opinion, as far as uh, where I'm going to let it be. If we're in summer mode, the AC is on, the fan is on auto, the temperature is at 73. Okay, if we get over 90, i got to look at whether or not I'm going to freeze my machine up. In the winter, it's 68, heat on, box is locked. When we get into fall and spring, where the furnace won't turn on, or the AC won't turn on because neither would be triggered by the temperature. It's just off. That's it. So I get, being in Minnesota, I get like about three and a half, maybe four months total out of the year where we might be off. But on a, on a, on the certain conditions, it might actually only be about two months. But the lockbox ended. Ended. Controversy. People who get nosy and think they're going to go touch the thermostat, that's locked. Key needed. You're not touching this. That's over. In some of my other properties, uh, like a few of my arbit arbitration uh, properties, um, they uh, that I do. You know, if you guys recall, we do. I do rental arbitration, arbitrage. Um, some of the properties in Minneapolis here for other owners, and um, the heat is run by a boiler, and there's an, there's radiant heaters in all the rooms. Um, it's super efficient. I actually don't see a huge difference in price of the gas bill if they jerk the you know the heat up too high. Um, and air conditioning in those buildings, the buildings are so old, we don't have forced air anyway. So it's it's all window units, and it's not in every room to begin with. Uh, another one of my homes, single family home. Um, it is. I, I have to put a sign next to the thermostat. I have not gone that extra step of putting a nest in, but I put a sign next to the thermostat that says, don't put the heat above this number, don't put the AC below that number. Um, and always, always, always have the fan on auto. If you have guests that, that tell you stuff, like in the middle of the winter, and they're like, the, the furnace is blowing cold air, it's because they have the fan in on mode, not auto, and they're just blowing air through the house. I don't know if Everybody that's listening is aware of this, but if you take a thermostat and you just say fan on, it's going to blow all the time. It does not care if it's blowing cold air, warm air, whatever. It's just going to blow air. So if it's 35 degrees out and you're expecting the furnace to bring out heat and you put your hand next to the heat register, it's going to be cool air because it's just a fan running. That's it. So that should help you out if a guest calls and says that kind of thing. You know, oh, I'm getting cold air. Uh, do you have do you have any smart thermostats in any? Of I don't have events? one. I don't have any smart thermostats. I've never felt the need for one, um, but I'm also not a remote landlord. 
I'm nearby. If there's any problems, I'm going to hear about it soon. Um, and I, I just, I, maybe I'm really lucky. I just haven't had a ton of problems. Yeah, you know for, what I mean? For us, we have, um, we have guests who I've walked into a unit to fix something, and they have it set at 58. Um, for air conditioning. Yeah, for air conditioning. They that's have, not, it's like, that's the lowest, that's never that's the lowest the AC goes down. It's to 58. And it's the, never necessary. And, and it's never going to get there. So the AC then just runs all day. And my owner's bill is, is several hundred dollars for electricity for the month. Uh, because you had a guest staying for 10 nights who left it at 58. Uh, you also have the really intelligent people uh, who think that if they turn it to 58, it will cool the house faster. Um, but it, it doesn't. And then they forget to go back and turn it back up. So it sits there and runs all day. Uh, then you have the even more intelligent people who message me saying, uh, you know, Lucas, we can't get the AC to go lower than 70. And then I find out that they have the sliding glass doors open or it's 98 <laughs> degrees outside. <clears throat> you know, so, and I can tell that 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 they that they've done that because I'll come to the unit to look or send somebody, and my handyman or myself will go, well, there's condensation lines running from the vents down the walls, so mm-hmm. I know that you've left the sliding glass doors open because heat rises. It's sweating. Yeah, and those vents are along the top of the yeah. ceiling, and it's sweating. So I've um, had that happen in one of my basement apartments where uh, they feel like, and I and I warn them in the listing. I'm I'm very very. Um, you know, full disclosure, I believe in that yeah. in a lot of scenarios, especially when I write my listings. We, we covered this way back in listing description. So one of my units is a basement apartment, and I say this is a subterranean unit. It is, it is chilled year-round. So if you do not like temperatures in the upper 60s, no matter what time of year, you probably shouldn't stay here. And I have no problem getting bookings, of course. It's almost 100% booked. Um, but I get these people that stay there in the summer and then the AC comes out as well as the cool air. And so, you know, they do the genius thing of opening the, the windows. And the walls will start to weep. And they'll be like, I think there's a leak. I think there's a leak in the wall. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I poke my head in there. I'm like, yeah, close, close the windows. You're letting muggy, hot air into a chilled space. Yeah, yeah. And, Duh. and people don't understand, they... You know, if you have anything on the ocean, if you have anything on the beach, you probably already know this, but if you're looking at the short-term rentals anywhere near the beach, just know that you need to put up signs that tell people to leave those doors and those windows closed uh, because that AC is going to suck in the air from outside, and not only are you going to rust everything inside from the salt air, Mm. but you're going to destroy your AC. It's going to suck that air in, and it's going to destroy it. We just had one replaced, and, uh, uh, you know, again, Farron, that's who we use. Uh, um, it, they came in and said the AC probably would have lasted five, six, seven extra years had it not been next to the beach. Right. Because right. somebody was just so smart and left or the Or overuse open. and abuse by tenants. and yeah. You know, so I actually had my, some of my owners have gone as far as to put motion sensors on those sliding glass doors so that when they're open, the AC, if they're open for longer, I have an owner that has motion sensors connected to his nest that state if that door is left open for longer than 60 seconds, the AC will shut off <laughs> as a kill switch. So people wow. can't do that. Um, wow. He has seen his AC bill drop from like $600 a month down to like 180 Smart. And he's locked it between 68 and 73 And what did it cost to set that up? <laughs> I think, well, if, if I'm not mistaken, the Nest was probably like 250 bucks, and I mm-hmm. think he paid fair and like $150 to put it in. To put the sensors yeah, in? Yeah, and he saves like well. $300 a month. Nice. Nice. And electricity bill. So, I mean, it's a no-brainer. I mean, I've gone to my owners. Because we're on the beach and because people want to open those sliders and listen to the, the waves roll in, I mean, 
it's bad to have the AC. It's bad to open those doors in any case and just leave them open because the salt air destroys everything. We call it the beach tax. Um, so we put signs up to try and stop people from doing that, but you can't stop everybody from doing it. You're just hoping to, you know, minimize, uh, you know, that exposure to those yeah. doors being open. Um, but you know, we've been, we've instructed, hey, if you want to save on electricity, install the monitors and at least install the smart thermostat that. Let's guess go down. We, we've picked 68 uh, because we think that that's one low enough, uh, but we think that it allows the guests to get into the 60s. Yeah. And so, you know, consciously they think they're, you know, getting it down to a low temp um, and then up to 73 as well. So that, you know, because we uh, actually we get some elderly couples who think it's OK to leave the unit at like 80 and then it gets really muggy in there. <laughs> they just turn the AC off, you know, and they open yeah. the doors and stuff. And it's like, OK, we want the AC 73, 68, perfect. Uh, most people, 99.9% of people could live at those temps right. and be just comfortably fine. Right. So um, me, notwithstanding not having a lot of personal experience with the nest, I did co-host a property where there was a nest in play by the, the listing owner. Um, and she locked it. She locked a range in. And then, uh, you know, if, if she knew they had checked out and she knew they left the heat or the AC on at an extreme uh, end of the spectrum... And they were gone, and she wasn't going to get cleaners there for another day or whatever the case. Uh, she would manually go in, and, and she would utilize the nest. And she was she was managing that property for an hour and a half away, though. Uh, so that's another thing. With I have a, I have a bad story though. I had a uh, owner that I had to correct. Um, he had uh, he had a smart thermostat, but he couldn't set a range, and people would put it to like sixty one, and then it would be running for like hours on end, and he could tell how long the AC has been running. What was the point of the smart thermostat if he can't set a range? Well, he put like a smart, because he could control it from his phone. Okay. But it couldn't set a range. So also, please know that if you're going to get a smart thermostat, talk to your the person who's selling it to you. Talk to a Home Depot person. Talk or to the do person reviews online, reviews. whatever. Find one that's, they get you confused. Smart, smart function may mean it just has an app that you control. Maybe not be able to set right. a setting. Um, so he had one of those, and he inherited it from the previous owner, so it's not like he installed it. Yeah. Uh, but he would go in and change it. I would get a text from the guest and be like, hey, something's wrong with the AC. You know, we set it at 68, and it got flipped back to 72. <laughs> but then, you know, my, my owner would be like, no, 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 that's not the full truth. And he'd send me the screen reportings from the AC that showed it at like 60. 61 okay. and running for two hours straight right, right, and it right. sends an alert to his phone gotcha. and so then he goes in and sets it back to 72 okay <laughs> so well so, so he's I, going a little out of the extreme 68 would have been the appropriate response to that but yeah, yeah. so it's like he i don't know he, he he i don't i don't manage for that owner anymore but he kind of wanted to let them know that hey somebody's watching you and you're kind of being a jerk uh, by putting it that low yeah uh, which is bad for me luckily i don't manage for him anymore yeah. Uh, but uh, he, he did go down and do that. But, you know, you probably shouldn't do that to a guest or just give him a heads up, uh, yeah. you know, text your manager or text the guest and just let him know that, you know, you could you could make an excuse for anything. Tell him it's going to freeze. So recap, um, quite frankly, I think one of the most important things to take away from this episode about uh, thermostat management is, number one, education and information to your guest. If, if you want to call it a house rule, call it a house rule. These are the ranges I want you to put the temperature at. You, you, if you're not running a smart thermostat, they may or may not listen to you. They may not care. Okay, um, but at the end of the day, uh, educate, inform, and start with that. Okay, make it a house rule. Make it make it part of your request to them. Put little signs and notes on the thermostat if you'd like. Or B, you can lock the thermostat entirely and say this is the temperature. I don't care if you like it or not. 
<laughs> your reviews will tell whether or not that's a good move or not. That's up to you. And that, that depends on the scenario as well. If you're renting an entire house to somebody, you probably won't be able to do that. If you have multiple people that are uh, renting different rooms of the house, that's probably the best way to go. Uh, just lock it up that way. Um, but then uh, ultimately, if you want control and you want to set a range, you want to have some fixed uh, va values in place instead of it be so variable, uh, do the smart thermostat with a range. Um, and if you don't do a fixed range and you've got another type of thermostat that's considered smart thermostat, make sure it alerts you, okay? Um, but at the end of the day, you have to do what works for you. And if you are a believer in letting your guests do whatever they want because, you know, quote unquote, they paid to be there, um, th that kind of conversation one way or the other on that spectrum may come down to um, what kind of price they're actually paying to be there. Um, if it's a $75, $85 a night, three-bedroom house, um, making this up, guys, I don't, I don't have a $75 or $85 three-bedroom house. That's cheap. But I'm, I'm putting it on the end of the spectrum to compare it to, say, a $200 a night luxury you know, condominium uh, on a beach. All right? If they're paying two, three, four hundred dollars a night for some luxury setting, it is pretty tough to go ahead and parent them, because they're going to feel like, hey, this wouldn't happen in a hotel. They wouldn't tell me what to put the room at. Now the hotels, of course, run different units altogether. They're they're per unit units. They have these big. Yeah, giant they eventually boxes. stop at like sixty three. Yeah, 64. those those will those will <laughs> you know have their own set of uh, ranges, but. What I mean is, what I'm trying to say is that, that they won't be controlled by a hotel. Yeah. Okay? And if you're collecting hundreds of dollars a night for your luxury place, think about how much you want to, uh, you know, manage remotely what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. They, they, they may take offense to that. But if it is a lower end, and I don't mean that in an offensive way whatsoever, it's a lower end of the price range, it may make a big difference to your bottom line if you don't regulate heavily. Okay, take those two things into account when you're deciding how much you want to dictate. Okay, um, I just want to make that one last point to add it on there. Other than that, um, that's a pretty good recap. Uh, in the meantime, guys, be the best host you can be and get that money. Get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.